Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! First things first, you probably noticed we got a new opener, and it's brilliant. Special thanks to Portland Timbers co-chaplain Ben Dudley for the music, and broadcasters Richard Fleming and Marcelo Balboa for lending their voices to give this podcast a bit more flavor and a bit more color. This is Rev Brad, and you're listening to From the Touchline. This week, we're talking playoff pressure. As volunteer chaplain for the Colorado Rapids, a team in Major League Soccer, This time of year tends to lend itself to being and having more of those pins and needles type moments as the athletes, coaches, the staff, and their families and fans are all watching the results of other teams, hoping and praying for one more win or one more goal, and there's this hope to make it into the postseason. It's a tremendous time filled with immense pressure. Now, maybe for your league or team, it's a bit more about something else, promotion or relegation, it's a big derby match. Or maybe there's a contract on the line or just this uncertainty of what the future may bring. But in the game, we all face moments where we feel the pressure. It doesn't matter what level either. I remember coaching a fourth level U11 girls team. We came to penalty kicks in a tournament. And there it was, the final one. And sure enough, they put it by our goalkeeper. We unfortunately lost. But even at that level, there was an excitement and a pressure that came with the game. Well, how do you handle pressure? How do you do when it's do or die, to use that cliched phrase? How do you perform under the weight of expectation and pressure for results? Well, I know for elite elite athletes, many of them practice and hone their craft so that they can undergo the pressure and still perform at a high level. Or even if they make a mistake, they can come back from it. I know some who say that they work better when they face with pressure. Whether it's a simple deadline or the simple thought that others are counting on or depending on them, Their belief is that they put out a better product when they're under pressure. I know others, though, who hate pressure. They crack or fold, their palms get sweaty, and they fumble for words. Well, if we simply look at two responses to pressure, cool under fire and absolute shambles, which one are you? Can you think of a time in your life when you faced tremendous pressure to produce or perform and you succeeded? Or can you think of another time in life when you faced that tremendous pressure to produce or perform and you failed? You know, as a chaplain, one of the tools that I use when I'm supporting someone or counseling them through a particular pressure moment or pressure issue is I have them reflect on biblical examples of the very thing that they're facing. Let's try this together today. Can you think of someone in the Bible or a story in the Bible where someone faced pressure? They faced a crucial moment where Everything was on the line when it was do or die. Think for a moment. Who or what story comes to mind first? For me, I thought of two people and two different stories. The first is this. The first is Moses. Now, if you know Moses, Moses was a leader in the Old Testament in biblical times. And God tells Moses to go and confront Pharaoh, the Egyptian king. He tells him, go tell Pharaoh that he should let the people of Israel out of slavery. Now Moses was a murderer on the run from Egypt. 
and being told to go back and face up to the very person who raised and educated him, Moses is told to go tell Pharaoh off. And he's told to go back to Egypt and work to free Israel. I don't know about you, but to me, that feels like a tremendous amount of pressure. And Moses, I think, feels the pressure, and he caves a bit. He starts out with some excuses. Well, what if the people don't believe me or listen to me? He goes on to say, you know, I don't speak very well, Lord, in these types of pressure situations. I kind of fumble and lose my words. Finally, Moses just comes clean with God, and he says, please, God, can you send someone else? Is there anyone else that can do it? Now, God wasn't too happy that Moses was going on whimpering like this, but God brought along support for Moses. It's funny, as you read, or if you know the story, God says, hey, what about your brother Aaron? He's well-spoken. In fact, he's already on his way to see you. You shall speak to him, and I will help both of you speak. You know, God doesn't let Moses off the hook, but he relieves some of the pressure by bringing Moses a teammate to come alongside and share the burden, to share the load. Well, if you're not familiar with the story, you can read about what happens to Moses and Aaron in their adventure to face Pharaoh. The story is found in Exodus chapters 3 through 12 in the Bible. The second story that came to mind actually happens before Moses' lifetime, and it's around the person of Joseph. You know, Joseph had a bit of a tumble. From the height of being dad's favorite son and having this beautiful, expensive coat of many colors, think Versace of his day. But we see Joseph in an Egyptian prison. He's forgotten and abandoned by all except God. He had been wrongly imprisoned, and after being sold into slavery by his brothers, he had helped other people out, but he was very much alone until the Egyptian king had a dream. Then one of Pharaoh's officials remembered Joseph and told Pharaoh that Joseph could help interpret the dream. Now, step back just for a moment. Joseph had a history with dreams and interpretations. Dreams had offended his brothers and his family, Uh, When he had interpreted other people's dreams, one had even faced death, while the other had been restored to his job. But now, in the face of the king of Egypt, there was a bit of pressure to interpret this dream. You see that Pharaoh had his magicians and his wise men and everybody in the court, and Pharaoh stands there and he tells Joseph, he says, I had this dream and no one can interpret it. But I've heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. So here's this foreign slave. He's been abandoned, forgotten. He'd been sold into slavery by his brothers. His family doesn't even want him. He's been forgotten by those that he helps. And he's standing before uh, probably one of the most powerful men on the earth at that time and his court. And this troubling dream had to be interpreted. Truth be told, I bet many of his wise men and magicians feared being wrong. And so they probably didn't even try to interpret the dream. I mean, Previously, this pharaoh had cut other guys' heads off and hung them. So Joseph's response under pressure? Listen to these words. I cannot do it, Joseph tells Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. That's a pretty gutsy response if you ask me. It's almost as if Joseph doesn't bat an eye, but he also doesn't take credit for what's about to happen. You can read more about Joseph and his journey through this part of his life in Genesis chapters 37 and 39 through 42. But here's the main point that I think we can learn from Joseph and his response to this pressure-filled moment. He knows and believes and is confident that God is with him and that God will give him what he needs, that God will supply the interpretation. 
my friends, from both of these stories, and in both of these examples, we see one truth evident. God supplies what is needed in the pressure-filled moment to accomplish His purposes. You can take this one to the bank. What pressure-filled moment are you facing? Do you trust God? Do you know that He'll supply what you need? Maybe what you need is a sense of peace. Maybe what you need is to come through and deliver on something for work or, or life. Maybe you need a traveling companion or, or someone to stand by you in a difficult moment. In my own life, I've seen time and time again, God provide for that pressure moment that faced me. I know that he's gone before me and prepared the path. I know that he's been at my side all along the way. I know that he's behind me, guarding and protecting me from what I cannot see. Friend, whatever pressure moment you're facing, whether it's a fight for a playoff spot, promotion or relegation, a new contract, a new country, a new relationship, a new endeavor, trust God to give you what you need. If you like, pray this simple prayer from Iona with me. God before me, God behind me, God above me, God beneath me. I on your path, O God, you, O God, on my way. In the twistings of the road, in the currents of the river, be with me by day, be with me by night, be with me by day and by night. Amen. This is Rev coming to you from the Touchline.